have you ever seen this sketch uh, by Stephen Colbert and Steve Carell? And I, I think it was from this show back in the day called The Dana Carvey Show. And the title of it was Waiters Who Are Nauseated by Food. And the whole idea of the sketch uh, was Stephen Colbert and Steve Carell are dressed up like waiters in a fancy restaurant. As they're taking somebody's order, uh, they're just completely nauseated by anything talking about food. And now, waiters who are nauseated by food. Good evening. My name is Roger. This is my back waiter, Stuart, and we'll be serving you this evening. Do you need a few minutes before ordering? Actually, could you tell us the specials? Okay. All right. Our soup today is a creamy fish chowder with chunks of potatoes, corn, and scallops. Seven ninety-five. We have a. Oh. We have a milk-fed veal with a uh, mint jelly. That. Oh. That co- That comes with asparagus tips and an olive caper sauce. Seventeen ninety-five. Uh, today's seafood is. Today's seafood is flounder. Oh, it's sautéed in a oh, uh, spicy butter sauce and served on a bed of steam leeks. We also have a cob salad with a warm bacon cream dressing. Our final specialist. Our fourth final specialist. Chicken. Chicken. Uh, you know what? I think we're just going to skip the specials, okay? I, I mean, we're just fine, okay? Can we just have some water? Water. Water. Certainly. And, and, and maybe some bread. <laughs> the re. The reason why this sketch uh, came to mind this morning is because I wanted to talk to you about your bio. I have found that the majority of all my friends who are musicians, when it comes to talking about themselves, set, like not even just selling themselves, but describing what it is they have to offer the world and, and having to write something like a bio or a tagline on a social media profile, uh, I've realized the general reaction most of us have is like these waiters who are nauseated by food. Yes, on, on one hand, we are serving up something. We have something to offer. We have this uh, music, creative thing, whatever that is for you. For me, it's music. We have this creative thing that we want to share with the world. Uh, but talking about it, yeah, talking about it like brings up, like the old, like triggers these gag reflexes. When I was 23, I first started doing the these regular fly dates with an artist. This is the gig that I would say taught me what it meant to be a professional performing bass player. There was a level of excellence that he demanded that you show up every single show knowing all your parts and killing it every single time. But besides this musical stuff, what really set him apart for me I realized were the moments in between the songs. 
his talking moments when he was talking to uh, the audience, like all the other artists or other like band members that I had ever played with up to this point in time. Anytime you get to that point in your show where you have to explain, hey, I may be at the merch table afterwards, come and say hi. I'd love for you to buy an album. There was like this, you know, that that whole waiters nauseated by food thing kicks in. You just Oh, oh my gosh, I got I got to talk about selling merch right now and I'm so uncomfortable. I feel uncomfortable selling my stuff. <laughs> that, that was like the standard normal. Uh, but for him, it just was natural. He said he would say things like, "Let me see a show of hands. Was there is there anybody here that invited a friend to this show uh that wasn't able to make it?" And like a bunch of people were like held their hands up and he's like, "Here's what I want you to do. Buy yourself an album because I know you're going to love it, but buy a second album and give it as a gift to that friend who wasn't able to be here tonight." Like, oh, great. And he was crushing it in merch and it didn't feel oily. It didn't feel like a used car salesman. It just, he just had like this vibe of just natural. Uh, it's just like, yeah, I, I'm here. I've got CDs. Uh, I, I want you to buy them and you're going to love them. And so it's just the natural thing. I'll meet you back there to get what you want. And he wouldn't say, but it's just the vibe of what it just felt really natural. I remember talking with him. And I remember we had this flight back from Florida and I remember, uh, I remember sitting with him and talking about the show and I asked him, man, you, you just like seem super comfortable talking about uh, the merch table and selling stuff and asking pe- giving people clear direction in this side of things. Have you always been comfortable with that? And what he said actually really surprised me. He said he actually used to be super uncomfortable with it and super hesitant to sell any VCDs. And uh, it all changed when he had an epiphany one day. I think he was talking to a mentor of his who noticed him being uncomfortable and asked him, why are you selling CDs in the first place? Like, yeah, besides the fact that we all need to make a living, like, but really like the deeper reason And what he realized is that he believed in the music he created. He believed that he had something to say and share with people and that he genuinely believed if someone listened to his music, their their day would be better. It made a positive impact on people listening to his music. That's why he did it in the first place. What it did was it shifted his mindset from himself. I want you to buy my CD. And his mindset shifted to, yeah, this album is meaningful and I think your life will benefit from listening to it and your friends if you buy him one too. And he started realizing that years uh, down the road, uh, people started reaching out to him and be like, yeah, I fell in love with your music because a friend of mine was at your show. I'd never heard of you. They gave me a CD and uh, now I've I've just been a fan ever since. And this conversation with him uh, was actually a massive eye-opener for me, even just as a bass player. I started realizing the need for me to shift uh, my views on why it is I do what I do and I, not even why I do, but what it is I do. And I went it, almost overnight. I went from real thinking like, oh man, I'm a bass player. I want you to hire me so I can be a bass player. I've got this music in me. I want to perform me, me, me. But I, what I realized was I actually provide a solution to a problem. Actually, what I, I thought the humble thing was to not talk about myself, not put myself out there. But what I realized was that the core of that was actually fear. Like, what are other people going to think about me? Am I going to come across as too salesy? And the other thing was I realized it was actually pretty egotistical to think that I didn't have to do any of the legwork 
to describe to people who had never heard of me or my bass playing, to think that like the, my bass playing, that my prowess had, has been heard all over the world and, and you should already know about who I am and what I have to offer. Now, okay, I know I'm getting into the weeds in, of this uh, a little bit here. And you might be asking yourself, okay, what does like selling CDs on stage or selling yourself or networking have to do with writing a bio or writing about myself on uh, my website? And by, and to that I say, I don't want to say that everything is sales. That just feels a little too sleazy. But uh, I think, yeah, I think what I would say is that every time somebody clicks on your social media profile or your website, specifically your about section on your website, Every time someone does that, with every click or tap on a phone screen, even if it's on a subconscious level, it's a micro curiosity about who you are and what you're up to. And it's quite literally at its most simplest form, uh, someone giving you permission to talk about yourself or what you're up to right now. I mean, especially if someone clicks on your bio or about page on your website, Oh man, that is instantly someone, it's like someone running into you at a bar and saying, hey, so tell me about yourself. So many of my friends on their uh, bio page on their websites just say, uh, insert a witty description about myself here. I know I'm supposed to talk about myself, uh, but in, so insert that here, like some kind of witty, oh, I, you know, I'm a drummer, but, this is, uh, but insert uh, a witty bio here. Like it's <laughs> in real life, it'd be, a, it'd be like someone coming up to you and saying, so uh, tell me about yourself. What do you do for a living? Uh, and you're just looking them dead in the eye and going, well, this is the part of the conversation where I would try to impress you uh, and uh, get try to sell you on what it is I do. Like if someone started going down that rabbit trail, it just it'd like feel weird. Also, on the opposite side of the spectrum with that, if someone if someone came up to you and said, hey, tell me about yourself. Well, I was born in Jacksonville, Florida, and my parents are this. It's like, whoa, 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 too much information. It's like instantly like red flags would come up like, oh, God, I, I regret even asking. That same equivalent happens uh, when it comes to the way people write out like these five paragraph bio pages. If there's one thing I want you to take away from this, when it comes to your bio, nobody cares where you were born and nobody thinks you're bragging. So here's a template that I use to help me think about uh, how to fill out a bio section, whether it's social media or a longer version on your website. This is something I've used when working with artists to just sharing this with friends who have been asking about it. If you only take away anything from this, role, resume, request, that's your outline for writing your bio. When it comes to role, talking about what it is you do, the problem that you solve, the biggest mistake a lot of people do is that they just keep it super vague. And by vague, it sounds like if I would say bass player, like that's pretty specific, right? Well, how can you actually paint a picture beyond just saying guitar player, drummer? Is there an adjective you can use? Is there uh, some other descriptor? As simple as uh, instead of drummer, maybe what about rock drummer? What if you, what if you said like, I'm the, I'm the loudest drummer you've ever heard in your life? Or well, maybe it's a jazz drummer. There's something like that. Give us, add some, like put some meat on the bones. Add something that paints a picture beyond that. Uh, the next step: resume. Make a list of all the things you, all the people you've played with before. Now you might be someone who says, "Well, I don't have a full resume, like you know, this big impressive list of people I've played with before." Well, instead of putting the resume list right there on, maybe on the resume, write down what the problem that you solve. I am a, a electric guitar player who is passionate about helping artists 
put on a live show, including the resume. You could just put down what you're up to right now. A photographer, I love watching his YouTube videos uh, named Sean Tucker. He's based in the UK. And on his website, he uh, his uh, about section just starts out simply like that. I'm a photographer, filmmaker, and writer based in the United Kingdom. Super short and sweet. That instantly paints a picture for me. Oh, like the writer thing is an inter- interesting thing. That, that's, that's an add-on uh, thing that I wouldn't normally think of as a photographer. Uh, and based in the UK. Okay, I've got an idea. The second one, he start, goes into his resume. Over my career to date, I've been fortunate enough to tell visual stories through stills and videos for individuals, NGOs, and big multinational corporations across more than 20 countries. I've traveled many long hours as a one-man film career and photographer, but I've also assisted companies in setting up their own studios and training them to be able to produce their own high-quality, compelling content. In more recent years, I started a YouTube channel where I seek to inspire other creatives and I've written a book sharing my philosophy for the creative life. Short, sweet, one to two paragraphs right there. Another technique you can use, uh, an artist named Austin Cleon, um, but his bio, it's the third person request style bio. Oftentimes, uh, people that are pub- doing public speaking or they're going out like someone's going to put up a poster and talk about who this person is. Uh, you know, you need a short bio that you can give them that's typically written in the third person. So he introduces that after his role section. So he has a role section. I'm a writer who draws. I make art with words and books with pictures, period. That That's his bio right there. Then he goes into the request section for his resume. He said, here's a longer, more official sounding version suitable for copy and pasting. It Then it like frees you up to feel a little bit more natural talking to the third person. Then he goes on, it says, Austin Kleon is the New York Times bestselling author of a trilogy of illustrated books, blah, 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 blah. He goes on to that. But you could do something, your own version of that, even if you're not a New York Times bestselling author. author. And I think that's kind of quirky and witty, and I think it usually translates well. I'm an internationally touring bassist and music director, but here's a longer, more professional sounding bio uh, for you to feel free to copy and paste instantly translates to oh maybe maybe the you're maybe this person is doing things uh that are worthy of copying and pasting this bio and then write it in third person keep it short one to two paragraphs right there uh outlining the things you've done or accomplished or what you're currently working on and the third thing to this the request and i think this is probably the most overlooked and possibly the most important out of all of this if you take anything away from uh this strategy it's this At the end of every single bio you do, whether it's on social media or your website, you need to end it with a request section. Where Everybody ends a bio thinking, where do I go from here? What's the next thing? Point them in that direction. It's an easy way to show people what you're currently working on. Maybe you're selling tickets to a show. Maybe you have a new album out. Uh, Maybe wherever, wherever you want to point people to right now, this is your point to do it. So social media example that is on Instagram, uh, rock drummer based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. And then underneath that say my new, uh, YouTube tutorial of how to play rock drums better than any other human in the world is now available. Go check it out. Here's the link. Send them there. Uh, let me see an example of these two guys that I was referencing. If they have requests. Yep. Okay. Austin at the very end to stay in touch, subscribe to my newsletter to get in touch, contact me. And there are two links right there. Uh, Sean Tucker, he says, Please use my contact page to get in touch with any queries. Here's a few videos I've recently done if you want to check out my work. Send people somewhere, especially if it's on your like Instagram profile. Don't dead end. That's probably the biggest thing. No matter what you write on your bio, 
uh, even especially on your website, keep it short and send them somewhere else. Quit overthinking it because if they have clicked on that page, they have officially asked and want to know. People want to know that are reading this. So there's there's really no selling involved. Uh, all you're doing is answering the question because they want to know. All right, that's all I got. If you like this, would you do me a quick favor? Head over to iTunes, rate, comment, and subscribe to this. That really helps me promote this podcast every day for a year. I'm diving back into it. I'm recording a podcast episode like these. I think and maybe like a friend of yours popped in your mind that you think would benefit from this. Uh, that's a friend of yours that has a hard time selling themselves or feels really uncomfortable talking about what it is they do, send it their way. That would be a massive help to me and them. And you'll, you'll sound, you'll seem really awesome. You'll seem like someone that's like, they're really in the know. They're like, they got their finger on the pulse of some badass podcasts out there. We'll all look good if you do it. All right. That's all I got. As always, stay curious and Hey, it's winter, right? Just spend the couple extra bucks and get the winterized windshield washer fluid. It's worth it. You don't want that stuff freezing in your car. <laughs>